headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Ken Coleman. Ramsey Personality is my co-host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Sarah is in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you, Dave and Ken? Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? All right. So my husband and I uh, built a house about three years ago, and the equity, um, the value of it has really went up. And we have about 625000 in equity right now. And we're just really on the fence if we should sell and downsize and um, probably get a little bit older of a home and um, pay for cash and have no mortgage. And we just can't seem to, to get there. We're, we want to. We know it's the thing we should do. Why should you do it? I'm not sure you should do it. You don't think we should do it or you don't know? I don't know. I guess it's just. Had the no the no mortgage. Just what's the what's really, the house really worth? Uh, it's probably worth a million. Okay. And what's your household income? About two hundred thousand. Okay. It's not out of line. So how much is your mortgage? I know. What's your mortgage balance? Uh, what's your balance? Uh, three seventy three. Okay. You got other investments that are not retirement. I do, um, and we could probably pay about sixty percent of it off with our non retirement money. So like two hundred thousand of the three hundred. Yeah, probably. Yep. And then you got a two hundred thousand dollar income, and you need to knock off a hundred thousand dollars worth of mortgage. Yeah, I guess so. I think that's what you're going to do. Okay. Okay. Like you're going to be debt free, house and everything in twenty four months. Okay. Okay. The thing is, we 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 put an offer on a property about a month ago, and we said if if they take it, it's meant to be, and and they said no because we came in low. Um, and they just came back to us two days ago and said, are we still interested? And so no. it's just, uh, <laughs> no, cause it, you, you're only moving down here because you're having some kind of emotional, like, uh, shame or like, like we're, we're afraid to do good. I mean, why, why are you afraid to have a nice house? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Cause I live, I live amongst people 25 years older than me. And I think. I probably should go to a different neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know. Because you mean just because you don't feel like you've earned the right to be there? Yeah. You make yeah. two hundred thousand dollars a year. You earn the right. Okay. All right. I mean, well. I don't. I'm, I don't hear anything you're doing <laughs> wrong. If you don't like the house, I don't care if you move down. But it feels yeah. like you're moving because you feel like. I mean, there's almost like a shame in your language. Yeah, I guess I just feel like, uh, you know, we could get, I don't know, live life faster, I guess, maybe. We're we're down to our third kid. He's a freshman in high school. We got three years to go. We've already gotten two out of the house. And it, well, do you want that home. house when the, when you're an empty nester? Well, yeah, I think it would be fine. We, okay. our, any house I live in, I'm fine with. I, we've lived eight houses. And I mean, all it's not, it's not like it's some kind of super... I mean, it's a nice house for a million dollars in Jacksonville, Florida, but it's not like it's yeah. a $20 million house. I mean, you, right. you know, it, it, there's a lot of million dollar houses in Jacksonville, Florida. They're all over the place. You know I mean? Yeah. Right. What do you mean right. by, uh, you started to give us something. What do you mean by live life a little faster? I don't know. I think for so long we had kids young at age 20 and, um, and we've just been, 
working hard our whole life. And it just feels like if we could just not have any debt, maybe we won't have to always be thinking about what we should be doing. All right, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so so this is you, you, this when is you it. get out of debt, it doesn't give you a pass on thinking, right? I know. But I, know. I actually <laughs> think you don't. The idea of you going hard at paying off this house. Uh, it's a little exhausting to you. It feels to me like you just want to downshift because you just want to slow your effort and pace and you just want to chill. It doesn't seem like you want the house that you would be moving to. It's like you want what you think that house is going to give your pace. Is that closer to what's going on? A hundred percent. Yeah. On the head. Okay. So that's, that's, that's a little different animal. And I'm not sure again, that you need to sell this, this house to get that. That's yeah. what I would push you on. No, I, I would say I'd say okay. twenty four months you're gonna have that in this house. I think so too. Using okay. your mutual funds and your income to knock the mortgage out. That's what I would do. Yeah. Karen is in New York. Hi Karen. Welcome mm-hmm. to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Ken. Hey, what's My up? My question is I started late with listening to Dave Ramsey a year ago and now I'm sixty six. I only have about one hundred eighty thousand dollars in my retirement and I have two houses I'm still paying for, which will be paid off in the next five years. And my main objective with money at this point is to have something to leave for my kids. So will it be a better investment for me to invest in term life insurance so they get a tax-free payoff? Or will it be better for me to invest in the mutual funds when I'm not sure how much compound interest I'll be able to accumulate in Okay. Who knows how much longer well, uh, I'll live, you know? Insurance, insurance is not an investment. It's an expense. Mm-hmm. You don't make a return on insurance. The insurance company well, makes a return on it. Yeah. I, and and I so, no, you don't buy term, no, you don't buy term life insurance to create an estate. No, you don't buy in life okay. insurance of any kind to okay. create an estate. That's not the purpose of life insurance. So don't do that. Take what uh-huh. money you have and let's get these houses paid off as soon as possible. And let and let's build this nest egg some more. So in seven years, your two hundred thousand, your hundred eighty thousand will be four hundred thousand. If you don't add anything to it, if you've got it in good mutual funds, it'll double every seven years. Okay. So I'm it's, so glad it's I called you. yeah. So at seventy three, you'd have four hundred thousand there if you don't add anything to it, and you're gonna have the paid for properties, and the properties are worth what? Four hundred thousand each. Okay, so eight hundred thousand plus four hundred thousand, so a million two. How many kids have you got? Four. Okay, so they're going to get three or four hundred thousand bucks a piece if you live to your mid seventies. Okay. that sounds. I know, really. Why do I want to do this? Why don't I want to spend money on myself? Yeah. But I appreciate you guys so much. You yeah. saved me because I always make ridiculous money decisions. No, I think you've made some pretty good ones. You're doing pretty good. You're doing better than you feel like you're doing. I think. Um, yeah, I think you're going to be able to live in inheritance with the investments that you haven't used. I also do want you to enjoy some of those investments. Um, and, and, you know, because you're under no moral obligation to leave an inheritance. You're not a bad mom if you spend all this money and then die. You're not a bad mom at all. Matter of fact, you're like the party mom if you did that. <laughs> Yeah. The fun mom. <laughs> mom, mom. Mom's going everywhere. Look at mom. Look at what mom did now. That's cool. Uh, yeah, because you've worked your tail off your whole life and you've done a good job. You're not hungry. Well done. This is The Ramsey Show. 
Ken Coleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Fall means football. Ha ha. And changing colors, but it doesn't mean the time for lawn care is over. Neighborly is your source for experts like grounds guys and lawn pride. Download the Neighborly app today and find the trusted pros in your area. Great company, Neighborly. Today's question comes from Gabby in Washington. I'm a recent graduate with a bachelor's degree in health and human services. I love serving my community and I'm currently with a nonprofit. The problem is I make about $2,000 a month and have student loan debt of about 55000 I have come to the realization that while I love working for nonprofits, it is not going to help me pay off this debt. I really do not want to go back to school, but I would love to move into a higher-paying field. Should I apply to these higher-paying jobs, even if uh, even if I only have about 40 to 50% of the qualification, I would love any extra words of wisdom? Well, that's a tricky question because there's a lot of evidence on both sides of the aisle one side being a lot of companies will put out all these qualifications, but if you're a good candidate, that they feel that they can train you and that you've got the core of what they want, they'll hire you. And then there's the other school of thought that you'll never get through the online application system if you don't uh, lie about the qualifications. So my take on this is I, I like to meet in the middle. I think if you've got the core qualifications, you've got the uh, chutzpah to go after it, uh, and you can use the connections you have. I wrote a book called The Proximity Principle. That's what you need. And so if I can make connections, I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. It could be three, four levels. It could be a direct connection to these organizations that have the higher paying jobs. I'm going to go about it that way, and I'm going to get around the AI application software, and I'm going to give it a shot. I have nothing to lose. I'm certainly going to do that, Gabby, before I think about going back to school. And again, if a degree is the only way or the best way to get requalified in this case, if you knew a different direction, then yes. But we want you to cash flow it. Uh, that's the only option that we tell people for school. So just going back to get a degree that I can't afford, get into debt, to hope to get another job is not the best way to go about it. So I would take that background, the education you have now in health and human services, it's a lot broader principle. than you realize then use the proximity principle and yeah. go about it that way. And I think you can get there. Yeah, I think you can get around the lack of qualifications if you get to humans. That's correct. You get your resume out of the stack and get it past the AI screener into the hands of a human. So a guy that I met with three years ago sent me an email this morning. His daughter's roommate. Okay. This is like my cousin's uncle's sister's <laughs> aunt. I was keeping track. Yeah. Right. Okay. Daughter's roommate of your friend. Of a guy I met with three years ago. Yeah, an acquaintance. I have not talked to him in three okay, years. Okay, I, I like this even better. Okay. Okay. Sent me an email this morning and said, my daughter's roommate has applied at Ramsey. Oh. Can you can you help me with her resume? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I can forward it to HR, to Armando Lopez, our director of HR, and I will promise you that they will look at it. But that's, that's all I – because I don't do hiring here. I haven't right. in, in 15 years – and um but I, I but you know what her resume from an uncle's aunt's cousin's brother's sister's roommate got into the hands of the director of hr and he sees it and now, he's gonna look at it because it thousands of applications a month that's correct that he never sees right when her application came in the first time right he never saw it right but 
now it's he's does that mean she's going to get hired no no but you did help but did she but i put it i put it that's in massive. front of someone that can decide now right, right? so the no promises that's but, correct but she's like 98 percent ahead of everybody else oh yeah to at least get a look no question you know you get a look and then it's up to you once you get the look and so that's the proximity principle. That's exactly right. It's exactly how what you teach that's and teach exactly people right. to do. You, you did. Did I look at her qualifications? No, I don't <laughs> even know what she was applying for. So, but will, the, will they look at her qualifications? They yeah, will. when they interview right. her for a certain position, they yeah. certainly will. Uh, and then will they look at her character? And will they look at all the things that we look at at Ramsey before we hire someone? It's very difficult to get to go to work here. Uh, because we only hire thoroughbreds we try to keep the donkeys out of the building can't win the kentucky derby with a donkey that's right you so, can get hired at the cia a little faster than you can here yeah yeah and i don't like hey, we working, don't even i don't do like background. working with crazy so we've got all these crazy <laughs> screens to keep the crazy people out i don't want them i don't want to pay crazy people that's crazy so we don't want to do that so anyway we've got all this stuff and so she'll have to go through every bit of that but you know what she's way ahead of mm-hmm. where she was 24 hours ago when she was in the stack with everybody else without question that's the proximity principle and that's how you work around i don't know if i have the qualifications do you have the personality do you have the character can you get the job done do you have the initiative are you hungry humble smart as our friend pat lencioni says are you are you going to be an ideal team player that's the title of his book that's right and you know are you going to do these things and then if you got if you can convince the hiring manager of that ding ding all of a sudden, the qualifications, unless you just simply are incompetent to do the job, don't matter as much. Yeah, that's there right. There you go. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Rashad is with us in Baltimore. Hi, Rashad. How are you? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for taking my call, Dave and Ken. Thank you. Sure. What's up? So me and my wife are a bit at a bit of a crossroads with each other and I'm hoping for some wisdom from you guys uh, with each other know, with, uh, with each other when it comes, yeah, with each other when it comes to uh, our side hustle. So we're currently at on baby step number two, where we are attempting to pay off our debts uh, so that we can eventually save up for our house and our emergency fund. Okay. Um, but at this stage, we are kind of hitting a wall with each other because she keeps talking about our side hustle. She keeps talking about doing something called Amazon, uh, selling products on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she keeps talking about like inve- buying a house so that we can eventually invest in real estate, which I know you've done. So I'm just hoping for some guidance because I- I'm honestly at a loss and I'm actually a little terrified uh about losing whatever little money that we actually do have right now okay amazon drop shipping you should not have to invest any money is she proposing you invest money into that venture no it's not really it's basically like how should i put it in uh, what she what she does is she'll go out to like department stores and look for deals on certain products and oh, that's not drop shipping for a hot no, it's just selling at a higher price. Yeah, that's not dropshipping. Hey, she's just uh, flipping. That's she's all flipping is. products, so she's going to tie money up in inventory. Correct, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, I'll pass. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, like, so for me, it's like I work 
full-time. I have a full-time job, which brings us money. And then I have a part-time job that brings us money. And I'd rather go to my part-time job that actually brings me money rather than sit over there and figure out this, this stuff, you know, figure out, try to, try to find products. And I feel like that's just a waste of time when I can actually devote that same amount of time to going to work and actually bringing in a, a fixed amount of money, a fixed income. And I don't know how to talk to her about that. I don't know how to make her understand. Like, I feel like that's a waste of time. Oh, I think you've said that. It just didn't get through. Right. You told her that exact thing, didn't you? Yes. I, yeah. I mean, we, that, that didn't go well, did it? several arguments. Yeah. No, we've well. several arguments so, no. about it. No. Yeah. You got a messaging issue. I'll, I'll just quickly say this, that, you know, the waste of time, we've already shot that bullet. And so we need to start talking about emotion that you have, the risk of tying up money. Uh, come at it that way, a little bit more logical with some real yeah. emotion instead of calling what she thinks is cool a waste. Yeah, it, it's right. Um, I can't. I, this terrifies me because I see us losing money instead of making money. Mm-hmm. That's different than you're stupid and this is a waste of time. So it scares me because I don't think it's going to work, and it bothers. And I don't know, I don't know how to talk to you about this because I, you don't seem to see any risk with it. But you could buy a bunch of stuff and it sits in our garage, and I, that that scares me. I don't want to do that because uh, I'm trying to work so hard to get out of debt here. Um, if we had some extra money and we wanted to try that, that'd be different. But right now we're broke. This is The Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the Debt Free Stage. Ty and Lottie are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Great. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Better than we deserve. Welcome. Good to have you guys. Where do you live? Amarillo, Texas. All right. Bit of a haul over to Nashville. Just a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Good to have you guys. How much debt have you paid off? $582,000. Goodness. (laughs) How long did this take? We started in 2013 uh, and then just finished up here. I think it was in July or August. So 10 years. 10 years. years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And your range of income during that decade? Uh, It was anywhere from 65,000 to 114. We sold some houses and I sold a business in the midst of that too. So it kind of had some variation there too. Gotcha. Okay. But that was my W-2 income. What what do you guys do for a living now? Uh, I actually work for the Department of Energy, but before this, I've always traded commodities or traded some type of feed. So Mm -hmm. I just didn't like that. And actually I read Kim Coleman's book and 
decided to t- take a change in life. Really? So, right. How's that working out? Love it. Good. It's a great. <laughs> we're change. on a. We're on a. We're on the thirteenth day of our road trip to get here just to have a vacation and Dollywood and everything. Oh, wow. that's come fun. see you guys. Yeah, come see y'all guys. Wow, there you go. Five-year plan of a trip right here. There we go. Lottie, what do you do? I'm a stay-at-home mom. Good. We have four kids going on five. Oh, <laughs> oh so. congratulations. Yes. Well done. All right, what kind of debt was the 582000 Oh, we had it all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of it was just, I, I farmed and run cattle, so I had a lot of farm debt, uh, I had a house, uh, a $50,000 Duramax, man, zero interest. They'll do it every day of the week for you. <laughs> um, wow. I had, a, I had a Nissan car, uh, and then we had our house. It was uh, about 235000 uh Tiffany's rings for this young lady. I was, you know, they financed that too. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had about two, uh, $20,000 worth of student loan that she paid for because she saved money before we got married. So uh, she came into a mess before mm-hmm. <laughs> she decided to take me on. Uh, and then, yeah, I had some, some farm debts and stuff like that. And then some. Uh, I also took even a $5,000 trading class to learn how to trade commodities but or trade futures or online. Come to find out you can't trade unless you have money. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a show. It's kind of table stakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was, tried to tell him. Yeah, yeah. She tried to tell me. Yeah. That, okay. that, that was. I'm going to claim that one's one of my stupid tax right yeah, there. I don't. I don't have any money because I just spent it all on the class that yeah. I, tells me I need to have money. Yeah, I was kind of sitting there about halfway through it, thinking, "Man, I, I this is dumb." <laughs> I think there's something on my shoe. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I think I stepped in it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good for you, man. That's so cool. Yeah. So you went from playa to cleaning up the mess because everything you said there was like I'm, i do everything man oh yeah and it it's was like boom was and now you're just like boom straight and narrow yeah it really what drove me onto this deal is um uh, for when i first came out of college I, I bought cattle for a major packet company i spent a lot of time in western kansas and there was only am radio over there there was dave ramsey uh i was focused on the family and rush limbaugh that was my <laughs> there's my theology <laughs> in life and <laughs> i every day i just spend time riding around looking at cattle and listening to you and I basically that started in 2006 and wow. never stopped. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. We appreciate you being out there. Yeah. Good so. stuff. Okay. So, who decides uh, 10 years ago we're actually going to do this stuff? Well, we we started off trying to kind of cheat it a little bit because no. some people say I'm cheap. I like to say frugal, but um when I saw the price of the envelopes, I was like, we don't need the envelopes. We'll just kind of do it, you know? (laughs) And so after about a year of that and we were still fighting about money, um, we decided we need to take this seriously. Um, You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So we went ahead and kind of got the, um, we lived out in the country. So we just got the at home study program Mm -hmm. and watched Mm -hmm. through that together. Financial Peace University at home. Yeah. Bought the envelopes, started doing the cash system, set up our budget. Um, We had to do that budget meeting, you know, every month, Mm -hmm. sitting down together and kind of getting that going. Um, So that was kind of the hard part at first. But then once we got the ball rolling, um, we found other things to fight about, but we didn't find about money anymore. <laughs> and so um, it just, it kind of made everything organized. We knew what to expect of each other and where we were at. And it just kind of went from there. And like you say, it's just that boring consistency. You just do the same thing over and over and then you see it make progress and it gets really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And it, for her, it just, it was a security thing. Like, I mean, that was one thing that I noticed that really, uh, she just... <laughs> That was the rough part for her. And it, even for me, I, I, I mean, as growing up as a kid, I mean, my parents, they're, they're good people, but we just, we had some financial problems growing up. We had bankruptcy and man, that just, that, I don't want that for my kids. Yeah. And I want them to know that what we've done as a sacrifice, as a, 
as a couple. Yeah. Now yeah. you're free. Yeah. Yeah, you're free. <laughs> you, when you talk about the grass feeling different, yeah, there is some truth to that. Yeah, there is a lot of truth to it. And, yeah. and that's one of the, I mean, I, I don't know if we, we actually, before we got our debt paid off, we passed the millionaire mark and it was just like, I don't know. I just I I, still don't believe it. <laughs> I, I, kept, I kept looking at the spreadsheet because I was a spreadsheeter before you had the every dollar mm-hmm. app and, mm-hmm. and kept looking. I'm like, that can't be possible, but it just, a lot of dedication and a lot yeah. of time. And that was probably the hardest part well, for a me. A decade in, you're 100% debt-free and baby steps millionaires. Yeah, and we just, we, it, it was the consistency. Like, there'd be some times where you're just like, man, I, when does this end? And yeah. But <laughs> there was, if you saw it on the paperwork, you knew it eventually was coming to an end. I, I want you to talk about that. Stay right there, because there's a lot of people that are in the middle of their journey, and they're, we know they're watching and listening. And they feel, they're feeling it today. They're going, I, I don't know if I can finish. Yeah. What did you do? Or what would you how'd tell you, them? How'd you keep going? What'd you tell them? <laughs> well, you know, honestly, that one, that was, uh, I'll bring our faith into that one. I mean, God was good to us. Even, I'll admit, when we were, we, we made the least amount of money, we made the most because we were the best with it at that time. You know, more money, more problems type mm-hmm. scenario. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where we were as a group, you know, as me and her and, and even the Lord in our life, that's where we really, we had to bunker down and just be, tough and not go oh, you know forget about it we're just going to go on vacation we just didn't do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know you just have to stay strong and it you comes didn't wig through. out you know yeah it didn't yeah. wig out yeah i think we both got to the point where you you realize you, you make a mess of your life you know and that really god's the only one that can fix it yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's great to have a program and it has great principles in it but if you don't have god um at the center where you can take your mess to him um, then the principles only get you so far. And so God really was central to our story um, hmm. and got us through a lot of the hard things that we went through. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, and it, it, you know, when you're a person of faith and you're leaning into that and you realize the system I'm using has the principles from his word in the yeah. system, then that tells you also I'm going to be okay. Yeah. You know, I, I got reassurance from that when Sharon and I were walking that out. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I get it that some of you people don't understand, but I don't care. This is what dad says to do, and dad's really smart. Yeah, that, My heavenly father. And that, sometimes I mean, even what he says doesn't make sense, and you don't understand than, it. I just but, have to assume he's smarter than me. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go with it because yeah. I'm not doing so good on my own. So Yeah, he's smarter than me. I know that. I'm sure of that. Yeah. I've never made a world, so I'm pretty mm. sure he's smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> right. that, that whole, that whole you know, the, the, the uh, debtor slave to the lender, and mm-hmm. that is – I mean, I, mm-hmm. I took my first loan out was with the USDA when I was nine years old on some cattle. And so I wrote my life away at nine years old, and I knew nothing else until me and her got married. Yeah. And now the other day, your baby steps millionaire is not a debt in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen on that one. Now, I will tell you what not to do, because you talk about some people are the nerd and, and some are the, the fun spenders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he's definitely more the nerd, and so he he's a spreadsheet guy, like you said. Um, but he would make his spreadsheet and he would bring it to bed and be all excited like, oh, look boy. at this. Oh, boy. We got to have some boundaries here. <laughs> yes, you're don't a bring, romantic, aren't don't you? Don't bring the spreadsheet <laughs> to bed and show me. We'll talk about that over coffee in the morning. Yeah, I'm thinking I don't want to see the spreadsheet now. <laughs> could be wrong. Oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's nerdy for you. So he's definitely the nerd. <laughs> I love you guys. You're fun. <laughs> well done. Hey, we've got a copy of the Baby Steps Millionaire's book because that's you. Total Money Makeover book because that's you. And Financial Peace University because that's you. You can give those away. You can read them, whatever you want to do. They're your, our gift to you. Bring the kiddos up and let's have a debt-free scream. What are their names and ages? 
We have uh, Adeline, which is our oldest, and she's 10. We have August at 7. Uh, and then we have Piper, she's 5. And then we have Dax, uh, and he's fixing to be 2 in November. And then number, ah, number 5 beautiful. will be born in March. So. Love it. 582,000 paid in 10 years, making 65 to 114. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. You guys ready? Three, two, two one. We're debt free! Yeah! <laughs> That's how they do it now, Morella, boys and girls. Woo! I love it. Our scripture of the day, Exodus 28 and 9. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Robert Frost said, by working faithfully eight hours a day, you may eventually get to be the boss and work 12 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that true? Oh, my gosh, that's the truth. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. We're glad you're with us, America. Thanks for hanging out. Drew is in San Antonio. Hi, Drew. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thank you for taking my call, sure. Dave and Ken. I'm really excited to talk to you. My question is, I recently got laid off from a major technology company, uh, actually located in Austin, a semiconductor company, hmm. and I'm kind of having a hard time with a career change, do I still kind of go with the kind of the tech sales where I excel really well, but I've been applying for jobs and I get a lot of like um, responses back. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really kind of, I need like a clear pathway. So I'm really excited to talk to Ken about this, about where I do with my career and check out, like get like another, you know, another certificate like in cybersecurity. I know you were talking about code school one time. Dave. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that, please. Well, so do you want to go into cybersecurity or coding of any type, or is this just more of a, well, I feel like I need another option? What's the want to behind this? Uh, It's the other option, sir. If you could snap your fingers and do anything, what is it? Yeah. If I could snap my fingers and do anything, I... I really want to run my own tech company. I've, I've had the experience for the last 15 years your own tech company um, what's the tech company do uh it'd probably be a financial technology app that would be able to help not similar to every dollar but just help people manage their money in a more efficient way and so you've been in tech sales the last 15 years yes sir okay uh, so, in your mind, what's the best path forward to get to that place? Is there some experience you're still needing, or is it about capital, or both? Both. Okay. So I'd be I'd be I'd be charting my path in tech for the experience that I would need to leverage one day for my own company. So that's what I would be thinking about. So is that is Cy- that's the, not cybersecurity? Yeah. Is that cyber? Cybersecurity is a complete sidebar to everything you're talking about. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You just be... pick cybersecurity because there's really stinking good money in it. <laughs> that's right. Yes, sir. You're right, Dave. Yeah. yeah. That's, so, that's so here's the deal. You need to be moving forward in the type of tech work that one day you're going to understand well enough to hire people who can do it and develop it. So it's all about experience. So take it back. My journey, I wanted to get into broadcasting. So I had to actually start doing small broadcasting gigs. This is a different deal. You can get paid full time for this. So you've got to get in that lane that is going to prepare you to run your own company one day. And quite frankly, you need the best financial opportunity because you're going to be stacking cash for years so that you can launch this company 
and do it the right way without any kind of risk other than just the cash that you've saved. So what direction is that? What is that tech direction? It would have to, for me to be able to, as you guys say, be on a shoestring budget, code the app, and as you would say, Dave, launch this on your card table in your house, making sure it's cash flow system, not going into debt by any means necessary. Yeah, but what's the, what is the direction? Is it coding? Do you need to become a programmer and really good at it? Yes. Then I would the, need to code part the, of it. Then that's yeah. the direction. So now back to your initial question. So you don't have to go to a four-year school to get this, to get the, the actual qualifications. Uh, we, Matter of fact, it's the longest route. It's the longest route. So we actually work with Bethel Tech. They train internal mm-hmm. folks for us. I endorse them. They have a $15,000 program for Ramsey Show and Ken Coleman Show listeners. Contact them. Have them walk you through the program. And it's a nine-month online program, so you shouldn't do any interruption of income. If You need to get a job right now, so go get hired. And, and get some stability, then sign up, cash flow through a program like a Bethel Tech, and then within nine months, you're qualified and ready to go. We have stories of people that are starting out making $80,000 have gone from making forty five to eighty, and so you can get on a nice track, be making six figures in two years, and now you're on the path to funding your future. So you don't need to go to four-year school here, and we're giving you one option okay. to kick the tires with, uh, but that's what the path looks like for you. But right now, you need to get hired, and you just applying, applying, applying doesn't seem to be working. I'm going to give you my book, The Proximity Principle. You know, dial in on your relationships, and let's get a good job that will take care of you now and then allow you to pay for this next level of certification. Yeah, that's exactly the route to go. And um, But in the meantime, it sounds to me like your current skill set is sales yes and you can make some really good money in and around the tech world in austin texas san antonio texas Mm -hmm. in sales around tech all kinds of different sales and all kinds of different tech for that matter so um and that's a way to put uh, food on the plate while you're executing on your small business launch idea yes and learning your code yes all that stuff so beautiful beautiful well done robert is in grand forks north north dakota hi robert welcome to the ramsey show Hello. Hi. What's up? Hey, I've got, um, I'm not in any um, super dire predicaments. I'm just kind of trying to make a better life for my family in the future here. I've got, um, I've got some debt on my vehicles right now. Um, I've got a debt on a a four-wheeler loan that I bought last year. Um, And my house loan it's really kind of kicking me in the butt here. How can we help? Um, so my vehicle loans, I have total up to about, including the four-wheeler, about $12,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the single income bringer into my family of my what, wife and my daughter. What's your income? Um, I make uh, 32 before taxes every month, 3200 Okay. What, what do you want to do? Um, I, I was curious, do you think it would be smart to, uh, pay off my vehicle, my you, vehicle? You have loan? the money? Um, I have about $15,000 complete mm-hmm. in savings between my wife and I. Mm-hmm. 
So that would leave us about three thousand mm-hmm. dollars to take care of our house payments, mm-hmm. um, take care of our kid, and mm-hmm. so forth. Well, you work. You take care of your house payment, and your kid with that. Yeah, you're not using savings to do that. You're using your income to do that, right? Um, it's kind of it's kind of digging in right now because my my house payment just went up a hundred bucks, and so did my insurance. Yeah, but you got car payments and four wheeler payments. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Robert, this will work if you use the money and pay this debt off and then you get on a budget and you quit borrowing money for stupid stuff like four wheelers. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. It, yeah. was, it was a good idea at the time. To no, it was not a good idea at the time. Wheeler. You did not have the money. You're broke and you have a baby and you make 32,000. There's no four wheeler in that. Matter of fact, you may need to sell it. But, um, aside from that, yeah. So here's the thing. If you'll get on a budget and you and your wife say, we're going to get out of debt, not just to get out of debt, so that we take our income and build up a nice emergency fund back to 15000 so that we can start investing, so that I can advance my career and make more money, so that we can build an emergency or we can build a college fund for our kids so that we can pay off the house so that we can become very wealthy, outrageously generous and change our whole family tree. If that is what you do after you pay off all this debt, then fine. If you pay off all this debt and then just keep doing life the way you've been doing it, well, that probably wasn't very good advice on my part, but I want you to play all the way through my man. This just starts the journey. It's not the end of the journey. The reason we get out of debt is so that you change your family tree and um, you, you start figuring out how I can make more money, you start figuring out how we can save and invest more money, how we can be more generous. You start figuring out how investments work and you change their whole way of looking at this world. That If that journey begins with paying off the debt, let's do it. Ken Coleman, good show today. Thank you, sir. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Ken. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.